Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Stream us live at Saga960AM.ca. Radio Hour on Saga 960 News Talk Radio. As you know, if you've been listening to me for a while, uh, I like uh, talking to a Dr. Abdu Shakawi, who is an internal medicine expert and an infectious disease expert at uh, UHN um, and uh, an assistant professor of medicine at the University of Toronto. Number one, because he's a great guy, and number two, because he's one of the smartest people I've ever met, particularly on uh, health issues, um, and uh, because I'm interested in uh, pharmaceutical products and, uh, and health and wellness and things like that. So I've got interest, he's got knowledge, and uh, we want to both convey it to uh, all of you. And we've had, I've had the pleasure of chatting with him, I think, three times now. The first one uh, we did, we, uh, we talked about the flu vaccine, and I promptly went out and got the flu vaccine. Then we talked about a bunch of uh, other vaccines, uh, and uh, one of them was uh, um, for uh, shingles. And so I promptly went out to a doctor and got a shingles vaccine, which hurt my arm. Like, it really was quite hurtful. Uh, and then we, uh, we had an interesting uh, conversation that we called, um, uh, brought to you by the letter H. And we talked about uh, uh, HPV, uh, uh, hepatitis B, hepatitis C, and there was one other. What was the other one? I can't, oh, herpes. herpes. Um, and, uh, and, and I got a lot of people commenting about that show. I've got a lot of comments back. Uh, and all these shows are available on my website, briancrombie.com uh, slash uh, podcast, and you can listen to them uh, because this is really a very smart guy with a lot of knowledge and someone you should listen to. And today we're going to talk about travel vaccines and uh, some infectious disease that you have to be uh, mindful of and aware of when you're uh, traveling. And I think it's topical because lots of people in January, February, March uh, go away uh, and go away to Caribbean or indoor other uh, environments where they should be mindful of some of the concerns. So Dr. Abdu, uh, thank you very much for joining us again. Thanks for having me, Brian. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. So tell me, what are we going to talk about? So today we're going to talk about uh, what you need to be aware of and be prepared for when you are uh, taking a vacation, either alone or with your family to the tropics, uh, how to get prepared, um, what to know to uh, be wary of while you're traveling, um, and even what to be mindful of after you return home uh, so that you can be uh, prepared if there is a souvenir that you unintentionally picked up of the infectious variety, uh, how to recognize it and when to get help. Okay, great. And so one of the things that you said, uh, first of all, is you got to do your homework. What do you mean by doing your homework? So uh, unfortunately, uh, people do uh, a lot of homework when it comes to their itineraries in terms of uh, excursions, uh, in terms of the amenities around whatever resort they may want to go to. But uh, knowing what you have to regarding uh, pre-travel vaccinations and, uh, you know, prophylaxis of sorts is something that seems to be uh, low on the priority scale for people. And that's something that I, I hope to change. And I'd like to encourage people to be more educated about where they're going and what they may be at risk for. Now, I went to uh, Africa a year ago, 
and lots of people will uh, you know be mindful that there's issues in Africa and that uh, you know you can't even go and get a visa unless you've gone and got uh, I think it's yellow fever or something like that uh, vaccination but the Caribbean uh, yeah I mean the Caribbean is certainly probably not as problematic in terms of the uh, range of different uh, infectious maladies that uh, you you may come across uh, but it's 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 not uh, uh, it's not without its own risks and it's important to be aware of where your destination is specifically what uh, viruses and other infectious um, organisms may be circulating at a given time um, and who you are in terms of your age, your pregnancy status, a whole bunch of other things that can have implications for if you want to travel there and what precautions you need to take. So what I generally recommend is, first of all, uh, take your time well in advance of your planned vacation, recognizing the fact that, of course, sometimes it's a spur of the moment, last minute decision, in which case, obviously, uh, you have less flexibility. Uh, however, if you have more time, uh, plan well in advance, ideally, you know, at least six weeks in advance to see a travel specialist, go to go to a travel clinic, read online. The CDC have a, has a wonderful travel website that'll give you fantastic up-to-date information about the activity of certain tropical infections, etc., and what vaccines you may need. So you mentioned the CDC website. What What is the website? Just cdc.com? Uh, I think it's cdc.gov, but if you do a simple... Uh, Google search and put in uh, CDC travel advice or even the Health Canada website for uh, travel advice, there's a wealth of information there that's extremely useful, which will tell you what you need to be aware of. And it's fairly up, up to date. So we're going to take a break for traffic and messages and come back and we're going to talk about some of the main worries that you should have when you travel uh, fly away to uh, Caribbean or other destinations. We're with Dr. Abdu Shakari on the Brian Crombie Radio Show. Stay with us. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Back to the Brian Crombie Radio Hour on Saga 960 AM. We're talking with Dr. Abdu Shakari, uh, uh, internal medicine expert and infectious disease expert at uh, the UHN downtown Toronto, as well as assistant professor of medicine. Um, and today we're talking about travel vaccines. And, uh, you know, maybe, Doctor, we could uh, start with you. You've just told us about uh, the CDC website uh, that we should be uh, going to uh, to check out uh, what the issues are. Um, what are some of the issues that we should be mindful of when traveling? So uh, I sort of like to break down the the issues and the, the risks into what may be uh, sort of classed within the, the, the variety of what may be a nuisance or maybe just bothersome and maybe an inconvenience, uh, ruin your vacation due to uh, a couple of days of just feeling uh, crummy. And th that's largely diarrhea, uh, which in most cases is not very serious, but again, can really d d diminish the quality of your vacation. So people talk about, you know, go to Mexico. Go, don't eat the salad. That's right. Um, and 
I want to distinguish between what may be a nuisance and what may be potentially quite serious and potentially uh, even life-threatening. So that, what's the difference? That can be, um, you know, things like malaria and other mosquito-borne infections, for okay, example. Okay, let's, let's stay with diarrhea. So so, so the, the one I heard about is salad. It, it is, is diarrhea potentially worse than that? I, I think diarrhea can come in many forms, and diarrhea may be due to simple viruses that can circulate through resorts, and that may be due to contaminated food and water, less commonly from uh, things like salad bars, although outbreaks do happen. Um, obviously, it's helpful to vet your resort ahead of time and to know what standard of resort you're going to. Uh, it's not a guarantee that you can't get uh, a foodborne diarrhea at a five or six star resort even, right. um, but it certainly reduces the chances. But is the rule drink bottled water and don't eat the salad like a, a smart one so, or is that just an old wives tale? No, absolutely. I think it's wise to drink bottled water whenever possible. If you're going to drink water, if you are going to drink beverages of any kind, it should be boiled. So generally tea or coffee is safe. Also carbonated Beverages are generally safe as well. So I can't have uh, something on the ice. Ice you want to be mindful of. Uh, the ice is not likely to come from bottled water, um, just as a matter of convenience and for, for budget and costs um, implications. Most resorts are not going to use um, ice from bottled water. So be mindful of that. If you've got something in your in your alcoholic beverage or in your non-alcoholic beverage, uh, be mindful that that ice may contain something that you don't want. And, and so if you end up having this problem, you get diarrhea, what's the problem that you lose too many fluids? Yes. So first of all, it can be quite uncomfortable, needless to say. Um, you know, the diarrhea that is caused uh, by E. coli and what's commonly referred to as traveler's diarrhea and famously uh, known as Montezuma's Revenge in Mexico will, will, will make you feel quite unwell. You're going to have cramping. You're going to have uh, probably explosive diarrhea, which is not going to give you a very good uh, vacation over the, the few days that you're experiencing it. Um, and Loss of fluids is certainly the, the biggest risk, which can lead to serious complications in terms of uh, severe fatigue, uh, sometimes even kidney failure if you're not caught up in your fluids. And especially if you're an elderly person or your immune system is diminished in some regard, uh, can, can be even more serious for you. So is there a medicine that one should be buying uh, here and taking with us uh, in case that happens? And what if uh, you, uh, you end up uh, getting diarrhea, uh, what, what, what you should be doing? So, uh, again, it's important to take the precautions that I refer to in terms of avoiding contaminated food and water. Um, that includes, for example, uh, trying to avoid things like street vendors because there's a much higher risk, of course, eating off of a resort, eating from street vendors. And I know the food is delicious, and I've been guilty of it myself. I'll admit to that the odd time. But if you're, if you're eating from a street vendor or uh, an open market, you're at much higher risk of all kinds of foodborne infections than within a resort. Um, the second thing is there are many different forms of diarrhea um, that you're going to be uh, at risk for. One thing that I always recommend is for people to take Pepto-Bismol, uh, with them, for example, um, with rare exception, it's safe for both uh, uh, older children and adults to take it. Um, it'll give you a little bit of an insurance policy against a lot of the symptoms that you'll get from um, diarrhea. And it has a bit of an antimicrobial property to it as well. So it can be used as a bit of an adjunct to it. Depending on the location that you are traveling in, um, if it is somewhere in Southeast Asia, for example, India, you know, Africa, um, a short course of prophylactic antibiotics um, can be uh, given as a prescription by an expert in travel medicine or infectious diseases 
Um, if you recognize the symptoms, you can start taking uh, a course of antibiotics and hopefully it will reduce the course Sorry, of that. Sorry, be- before you take the trip or? Before you take the trip. So to plan to have um, a prescription for a short course of antibiotics. Really? With okay. you. Yeah. And, and that's. And so you go to a travel medicine doctor and, and get this prescription? Exactly. And it may not be needed depending on where you're going. If it's a destination uh, vacation to a, a very good resort in the tropics, um, in the Caribbean for a week, you probably don't need it. If you're going to India or Pakistan or you're backpacking in Nepal for a month, that's a different story because the risk of coming across something that's going to bother your GI tract in that period of time is much, much higher and practically unavoidable, frankly. So you need to know where you're going again. And it comes back to knowing what your itinerary is all about, what the purpose of your travel and leisure is to know what you're going to be at risk for. Um, The other thing is, you know, there are uh, vaccines that you're going to want to take almost universally for these places. So hepatitis A, for example, is something that you should certainly um, have as a vaccine. What's hepatitis A? We talked about hepatitis B and hepatitis C before. I I, I should have asked you then, what is hepatitis A? Hepatitis A is a food or fecal orally transmitted um, infection. So it's a virus that affects the liver, uh, but classically is found in contaminated food and water. Uh, There have been sporadic cases of hepatitis A here in Canada and in North America from contaminated um, food and water within restaurants. So you don't need to go to some exotic destination to find it. But again, it's more likely to encounter it in those places. Um, If you get it, it can make you jaundiced. You can develop a high fever. You can develop severe abdominal pain and diarrhea. It can make you awfully sick. It's not generally fatal, but it can be very serious. It's perfectly preventable with a vaccine. That and can and be what taken is the vaccine? Time. It's the hepatitis A vaccine. Okay, and one gets it again from a travel doctor? You can get it from a travel doctor. You can get this from your family doctor, frankly. It's not a difficult-to-access vaccine, and it's quite effective, um, and it generally lasts anywhere from you know, 10 to 25 years, depending on um, what age you actually access the vaccine at. Um, And so, again, it's very effective, highly protective, um, and something well worth taking, uh, regardless of whether you're going to the Bahamas for a week or you're going to Africa for a month. Really? And and if you, you know, I don't, I couldn't tell you whether I've had the hepatitis A vaccine or not. Uh, Is there a a test that tells you whether you've got, uh, whether you've had the vaccine in the past? Yes. So you can get blood work, which will show whether you have antibodies that are protective or not. Um, And if your test is negative, you either got it way too long ago and your protection has eroded or you've probably never gotten it and should get it now. So so if uh, someone's planning on going to the Caribbean, you're recommending prior to going, you get a hepatitis A vaccine. Absolutely. There is a combination vaccine uh, that is given along with uh, the typhoid vaccine that's called Vivaxin. Uh, that's particularly convenient because you are killing two birds with one stone. And many of the places for which hepatitis A is endemic or is a risk is the same for uh, typhoid fever. Uh, unfortunately, Vivaxim is on a bit of short supply these days. So you will need uh, the typhoid uh, vaccine independently of that um, as well. So that's another one. Uh, again, it is more likely to be a concern if you are staying somewhere for a longer period of time, probably more of a concern if you are going to a non-Caribbean-based destination uh, for vacation. Uh, 
uh, typhoid. Typhoid fever. Um, again, so when you say non-Caribbean, you're talking about Southeast Asia, or Southeast Asia, Africa, Africa um, Polynesia. Uh, that part of the world, certainly typhoid fever is going to be a bigger concern. Um, you can be quite sick from typhoid fever. It can, has, it can have significant uh, secondary complications in terms of bacterial infections and sepsis. Um, and so something, again, that you, you want to avoid too. Okay, so a couple of minutes ago, I cut you off. We were talking about mosquitoes. Now, like mosquitoes, we've got mosquitoes everywhere. So why are mosquitoes such an issue in the, in, in, when you're traveling? Mosquitoes are one of the infectious disease uh, doctor's biggest foes because uh, they really are tremendously uh, effective at transmitting a whole range of different diseases, some of which may be nuisances and some of which may be, frankly, quite deadly. Uh, They may range from... you know, uh, Zika virus that that many people have heard of now over yep. the last couple of years and for which there were outbreaks reported in parts of Brazil and South America, etc. Uh, chikungunya, which is another virus that can cause uh, fever and in some cases disabling joint pain. Uh, the dengue virus, uh, which has a much broader uh, sort of expanse of, of geographical territory um, that can again cause quite severe headache, fever, uh, and low blood counts, uh, even kidney failure in serious uh, cases. And then, of course, malaria, which is probably the most deadly of all the mosquito-borne infections and uh, really something that is underappreciated, underrecognized by many, and frankly not taken uh, very seriously by enough travelers. And we see far too many cases of travelers who come back to Canada uh, who didn't take malaria seriously, um, who uh, are not recognized early enough uh, when they come back to Canada or don't know when to recognize the signs of it. Uh, and unfortunately, we see fatal cases of this. I've seen people 40, 50 years of age die in my ICU of malaria, and of it's malaria. tragic, and it's completely preventable. Okay, so so number one, um, what do you do to prevent malaria? Uh, malaria, And number two, uh, you know, mosquitoes, what are you recommending? Just uh, good mosquito repellent or something uh, more uh, severe than that? Yeah, so there's two arms to protection here. One is the general uh, measures for prevention that you want to take against mosquitoes, which will hopefully protect you against things like dengue, uh, Zika virus, and the chikungunya virus. Um, Unfortunately, there's no treatment for these conditions uh, per se, uh, but if they're recognized early enough, at least supportive management can be given. So let's talk about simple preventative measures that you can take. Um, Some are obvious. Wear long sleeve clothing. So if you're wearing next to nothing, um, you're obviously at a much higher risk of getting bitten by mosquitoes. People go to the south to get a tan. You can go to the tan. Uh, You can get a tan. There's no problem with that. But uh, recognize where you are getting the tan. So if you're in areas that are swampy, uh, if you're a little bit off the beaten path on a resort, um, mosquitoes love water. And they love stagnant water. And they love standing water. And they come out and breed during dusk. So you're at the highest risk if you're standing around wearing short sleeves and you're wearing, uh, you know, Speedos or you're wearing a bathing suit, especially around dusk. Stop watching sunsets. Stop watching sunsets near standing water in particular. Um, If you are going to uh, insist on wearing more comfortable clothing, that's fine. Uh, But wear a very effective insect repellent. Uh, Typically, we prefer uh, a DEET-containing regimen. We know people don't love insecticides, and it's not something 
that's tremendously healthy to have on your body a lot, but it's certainly better than dying of malaria. It's certainly better than having a fairly uncomfortable and disabling illness due to one of the other viruses I reported. So if you're going to wear short sleeves, apply insect repellent liberally. Um, for some people who want to avoid uh, more toxic insecticides, um, you can try lemon-based or citronella-based um, agents. Their effectiveness is variable, so don't uh, don't don't tell me that uh, you know I told you so. If you end up taking a citronella-based repellent and it didn't work, um, it works better for some people than for others, and it has to do with the amount of carbon dioxide that you emit, your height, your age, and the odor that you emit. And some mosquitoes love certain people, and they don't love other people as much. It's anybody's guess as to if which which one of these camps you fall into. So 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 wear long sleeve clothing. Don't go out at uh, dusk, particularly uh, near standing water where mosquitoes are uh, are breeding. Um, and uh, wear some uh, insect repellent. Anything else you can do with mosquito with mosquitoes? Yeah. So those are as much as you can really take in terms of general preventative measures. If you're talking about more specific measures, we're, we're referring to malaria prophylaxis, right? And this is very important to, um, for. Uh, the tropical destinations in the Caribbean, thankfully, malaria is not very endemic in many areas. However, if you go to parts of the Dominican Republic, for example, there are cases of malaria there. And so uh, personally, I don't travel to the Dominican Republic anywhere near as often as I used to, largely because I want to avoid the hassle really? of having to take malaria prophylaxis. I'd rather not have now, to go through that. what is malaria prophylaxis? I think I, when I went to Africa, was given malaria pill- pills. Yes. So there are a few different options. Uh, the one that I generally recommend as being most effective is called malarone or uh, atovoquone proguanol. Um, that's a one pill a day regimen. It's a little bit more complicated in that it needs to be taken a couple of days before you actually travel and daily while you're in the endemic territory and for a week thereafter. Right. So it's an extended course. However, it's highly effective. It's extremely well tolerated. And I've yet to encounter a patient who took this prophylaxis faithfully, went to a malaria endemic part of the world, and ever came back with malaria. Now, if one gets malaria um, while you're away, how do you know? So you may not know. It may not be that obvious. But I would say that if you have a high fever and you are feeling quite unwell, uh, you should probably report that to um, a, a a medical uh you know, medically trained individual, whether there's one on the resort, uh, depending on when you are uh, experiencing this in the course of your vacation, um, you know, if it's if it's something that you can keep at bay, you certainly want to seek medical attention immediately upon return and, and what, to, to Canada. And is there a, a solution uh, to, to malaria? Absolutely. So if it's recognized early enough, there are simple and rapid tests that can be done in an emergency room with a blood smear um, and a rapid antigen test uh, that can detect uh, the serious, uh, often uh, fatal if untreated form of malaria from the less serious forms of malaria. And if initiated early enough, it can be completely cured and you know, someone can be fine and back to normal. If it's not, it can lead to all sorts of serious complications, including kidney failure, heart failure, uh, seizures, and even coma. Uh, so uh, you run the whole gamut of risks from nuisance to life-threatening if this is unrecognized and not treated. So we're talking with Dr. Abdul Shakari about uh, diseases and vaccines uh, you should take to solve or at least alleviate those diseases before you go on a trip. And we're going to take a short break for traffic and messages. And we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the sun. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. Back to the Brian Cumbie Radio while we're in Saga 960. We're talking with Dr. Abdu Shakari, an infectious disease and internal medicine uh, specialist at UHN, assistant professor of medicine. Uh, he's been kind enough uh, to talk to us uh, three times before on, uh, on flu vaccine, on uh, uh, hepatitis B, hepatitis C uh, vaccines, and, uh, and herpes, and HPV, and uh, lots of other things. Uh, and today we're talking about travel vaccines. And we've just talked about... Uh, about uh, water and uh, mosquitoes and uh, and part of the problem uh, that we have when we go south is that people want tans and so one of the things you said is that the sun can also be a problem tell us about the sun and the problems that it's caused caused by the sun and what we should do about it yeah so i mean i think most people are fairly aware of how sensitive their skin may be um, and uh, to know that they need to use sunscreen and sunblock when they're going away. What they may not recognize is the level of protection that's required um, in less than obvious circumstances. So uh, first of all, um, an overcast day does not mean you are not at risk for uh, UV radiation and for problems that can uh, ensue from that radiation. So if you have moles, for example, and you've got, uh, uh, you know, spots in sun-exposed areas and you're out on an overcast day, the UV index may still be quite high. And if you're not applying sunscreen, you run the risk of DNA damage occurring to those moles and those sunspots on your skin and you're increasing your risk for so, skin cancer. So this is interesting. You're saying it's not their skin overall. It's sunspots and, and moles that are the issue? Absolutely. And the the real risk um, of sunburns is not that it's just uncomfortable and that it's painful and that it looks bad. The risk is it's damaging your skin. And there is a genetic code in your skin and in the skin cells that can change. And that DNA damage occurs from not having proper sun protection. So you're essentially changing the DNA code that is inside your skin cells. When you're allowing more UV radiation to occur, you're increasing the risk of a benign mole, you know, a beauty mark becoming something more serious. If it's something else, you know, 
it's even more worrisome. If it's something that's been growing rapidly, changing color, that's something you want to keep an eye on. You want to make sure you present for medical attention to a dermatologist for probably get a biopsy of. And uh, we're a little bit off track here, but the idea is that your skin is one huge organ. And some of the more visible parts are going to be at greater risk than others due to sun damage. You need to protect all of it. So so just out of intellectual curiosity, why is a mole more sensitive than just regular skin? Well, the idea is that a mole has a greater degree of cellular activity feeding it. The pigments and the color uh, that causes a a mole to form is due to a higher level of genetic activity, of DNA activity within that part of the skin. And so that part of the skin is going to be more susceptible to an error in replication and growth. And sun damage is a great way to facilitate an error while that's going on and allow something to go from a benign lesion to one that is potentially cancerous and serious. So, so some people will get moles uh, taken off. Is that actually a smart thing to have done? Uh, it's it's a smart thing to have done depending on where it is and um, you know how bothersome it is. In certain instances, it may be of cosmetic benefit. In other instances, particularly if it's in a sun-exposed area like uh, the scalp, the face, you know, or the neck, uh, or your extremities, um, it may be very valuable and practical, particularly if you like to travel and vacation in areas where you're going to expose yourself to the sun. Are there risks of having moles removed? Not generally. If you are seeing uh, someone who is trained to do this, um, you know, a licensed and competent dermatologist, a plastic surgeon, or even a family physician who is trained to do this, um, it's generally a fairly simple and routine uh, procedure to be done. It can be done with uh, what's called cryotherapy, which is like a little uh, freezing uh, with liquid nitrogen to burn a lesion. Bigger lesions need to be resected with a small uh, scalpel um, and may need a small stitch uh, if they're larger in nature, a little bit more complex. But it's certainly not something that is risky here. So I have a mole on my forehead, um, and uh, when I get sun um it does get larger and uh, and red um and i went to a dermatologist at one point in time they said there's nothing wrong with it um just leave it there yeah i think the key is awareness and monitoring so one thing that i think is very useful that a lot of people have taken to is taking pictures of uh, lesions on various parts of their body and having the date which is generally recorded whenever you take a picture on your phone these days um and that'll give you a sense as to whether something has grown over time. So if you're monitoring something over time, it hasn't grown or it's growing very slowly, that's a good feature and it's not likely to be something you need to be worried about. Um, if it is changing color and if the borders are becoming irregular or the surface is changing in some way, that's something you probably do not want to ignore. You want to seek immediate attention from a dermatologist or someone else who can look at this and get a biopsy of it because that may be an indication that it's becoming something that is either pre-malignant or already malignant. Now, is that what melanoma is or is melanoma something different? That is what melanoma is. And melanoma can be um, fairly benign if it's limited and early, um, or it can be practically deadly. And for the Seinfeld fans in the audience, they'll remember the uh, comedic reference to a dermatologist uh, during one of the episodes who saved someone's life. And Jerry mockingly refers to them as, you know, unable to do so uh, until he recognized that this person had skin cancer and, you know, metastases was prevented. So I do see patients who develop metastatic disease from melanoma um, in their brain, in their lungs, elsewhere. 
and it can be deadly. So it's perfectly preventable, again, if you're paying attention to your skin health and applying sunscreen and being smart when you go on vacation. So apply liberally. And I think one of the key messages that people ignore is applying liberally and applying often enough and using the right sunblock. So you want to use something that's at least an SPF of 30. If you're more fair-skinned, you want an SPF potentially of 40 uh, when you're out 40. of 40 uh, because you're going to burn, burn more quickly. And sunblock really doesn't last more than a few hours. Now, that doesn't even take into account whether you go in the water, for example, which is going to erode and peel off some of the sunblock that you've, you've used, or if it's a particularly hot day. So if you're out during peak sun hours at around 2 p.m., and you're out there on one application of sunblock that you applied in the morning, you know, at 8 or 9 o'clock to get to your beach chair on time and to, to, to get your towels, you're going to need another application. So, so I have a, a friend uh, who was a sun worshiper, um, developed melanoma uh, in his 20s, um, had whatever the treatment was appropriate for melanoma at the time, and they said that he was fine. Forty years later, cancer showed up in his lungs and in his brain, and they said it was secondary from the cancer that was there 40 years earlier. Does that make any sense? It's possible. It's possible. So it may be possible not to recognize um, remnants of a lesion or um, perhaps the treatment was not necessarily completely curative uh, but was enough to control the cancer for a period of time. Uh, Obviously, I can't comment beyond that, not knowing the particulars of the case, but it speaks to the idea that this is more than a potential nuisance or a cosmetic issue. Um, It can lead to fatal consequences. So pay attention to it. Apply apply sunscreen regularly. Apply often. Um, Take it seriously. You know, it's interesting. uh, I ended up having a conversation with a doctor at one point in time on this topic of melanoma, and he said, well, you know, um, if you take a look at pictures from, you know, 100 years ago or 200 years ago, when we were out working the farms, we had uh, long sleeve clothing on and and hats. And for whatever reason, people were far more aware. And you take a look at uh, people in the desert, they were wearing those, uh, you know, hijabs or or whatnot for a good reason, because they wanted to to shield themselves from the sun. And so this whole thing about sun worshipping is something that's really only come up in the last, you know, 100 years. Yeah, and I think it it feeds into the, 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 the risks and the harms of global warming and the fact that you're more likely to see uh, periods of greater uh, heat and sun exposure wherever you're traveling these days. And even during um, unseasonal periods of time, um, you're going to see this. So you need to be more aware. You need to protect yourself more often. It doesn't matter if you're darker complexioned. You can get a sunburn if you are of Afro-Caribbean descent, yep. um, you know, it perhaps will not happen quite as easily, but it does happen, and I do see it. And once you've gotten a sunburn, that highly increases your risk for secondary skin skin, skin damage um, and the risk of a melanoma or a skin cancer later on in life. And, and best solution is liberally apply sunscreen. Sunscreen. With high SPF of 30 or greater. Absolutely. And in fact, another thing, I mean, this isn't related to vacation per se, but if you speak to a dermatologist or a skin expert, they'll tell you, you, we should all really be wearing sunscreen 365 days a year. You're kidding. Absolutely. And people may say, it's it's, it's a winter day. It's a winter day and it's overcast and you can say, what can go wrong? There's still UV radiation out there. That's still damaging your skin. And frankly, even from the point of vanity, you want your skin to look young and healthy and vibrant. 
best thing you can do is to take care of it 365 days a year. You don't need an SPF of 30 in the middle of the winter. An SPF of 15 is probably enough, but it'll keep your skin healthy and young. Okay, so one of the other things you wanted to talk about was protecting us from sex while we're on uh, on vacation. Tell me, what, what's your concern there? So, you know, uh, sex is another consideration that people don't, I think, take seriously enough when they're on vacation. Um, when you're in vacation mode, uh, you, you know, the tendency in human nature is sometimes to let your guard down, um, you know, with respect to dietary indiscretions, with respect to, you know, consumption of alcohol, etc., and sometimes an extension of that is being a bit risky with your sexual behavior and uh, choices of finding partners. And so you want to be careful about that. Um, certainly you want to avoid sex trade workers. I, I, I see patients in my clinic, unfortunately, that make poor decisions, often under the influence of uh, you know, certain uh, mind-altering substances, whether they're club drugs or uh, alcohol or something else, and they've met an escort or a sex trade worker, and they've engaged in unprotected sex with them, and they come back paying for it. Um, you know, there are infamous uh, brothel experiences and, you know, uh, other, um, you know, rampant industries in parts of the world like Thailand and Southeast Asia that cater specifically to the idea of someone who's far from home who wants to get away from it all and wants to do something fun and exciting and adventurous that's going to lead them down a potentially very serious path where they can acquire HIV, they can acquire viral hepatitis, syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, a lot of the other things we've already covered. And so your advice there is what? Just don't do it or use a condom or what? Be smart. Uh, obviously, uh, making decisions under the influence of alcohol or uh, other intoxicating substances is never a good idea. Um, if you are uh, the type of individual who knows you are likely to engage in some form of sexual activity, use a condom, obviously, um, if, you, if you're going to have sex. Um, be prepared if you've had any higher risk exposures to get checked when you come back uh, to Canada uh, to see someone and to get tested. Right. Sounds like you're really worried about travel. We're, we're not going to, people aren't going to travel anymore with all of your concerns. <laughs> I certainly don't want to leave people with the idea that traveling shouldn't be fun. It shouldn't be enjoyable and it shouldn't be uh, adventurous. But uh, if you're prepared properly and you are educated about what you should avoid and what you might encounter there's no reason why you shouldn't have a wonderful vacation or a wonderful travel experience last thing we didn't talk about um, is uh, motor vehicle safety um, we've talked about infections and we've talked about sun more people actually die of motor vehicle accidents than any other cause of death on on when they're traveling all the time or on travel really when on, they're traveling. On the traveling it's the number one cause of death and um, because you, there's more unsafe drivers elsewhere, there's more unsafe drivers, the, the, you know, infrastructure when it comes to roads, highways, speeding limits, all kinds of things. Um, it's a perfect storm for people to get into trouble. People don't wear seatbelts. Laws are not necessarily as stringent about uh, protection with seatbelts, etc. And so people take risks. Uh, so if you're going to rent a moped, you're going to rent a motorcycle, you're going to rent a car, just be smart. Know where you're going. Um, have a map. Have a GPS. Get an idea of where you're going. Try and avoid areas that have unmarked roads. Uh, just be smart about it. Just be prepared uh, because, again, that's the number one cause of death. 
I had uh, someone that recommended stay out of the hot tubs when you're on vacation. Um, almost a good idea practically anywhere on vacation because you, the, the hot tubs can uh, really be a cesspool for all kinds of other um, infectious diseases to travel through. Um, you know, if you're someone who loves hot tubs, that's fine. Um, you know, try and wash yourself very well before and after getting into the tub. Try and avoid walking barefoot um, very much w- within aquatic surfaces because you can pick up all kinds of nice things like uh, resistant staph infections on your skin um, if you're walking around barefoot. And that goes really? that goes for gyms and locker rooms, uh, etc. So wear some sandals or flip-flops. Wear some or- flip-flops. Uh, it'll do a good job of protecting you against... Um, athlete's foot, um, resistant staph infections, etc., and wash liberally with water and soap after you're out. Doctor, you're a wealth of uh, knowledge and information, but sometimes you're a little scary. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Dr. Abdu Shakari. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. conversation today on the Brian Crombie Radio Hour uh, with Dr. Abdu Shikari about uh, um, traveling and uh, what you should be aware of and worried about and concerned about and travel vaccinations and uh, and bringing Pepto-Bismol along with you and some uh, some uh, sunscreen that's got a high SP, SPF. Sun protection factor. Uh, sun protection factor. Um, and, uh, and, and mosquito repellent. And uh, you really got me concerned about mosquitoes. And I just got a question for you, doctor, uh, out of intellectual curiosity. Why are mosquitoes such a carrier of so many bad things? Like, are they really like efficient bacteria and virus carriers for some reason? They are tremendously efficient and effective at taking a blood meal from a human host. Um, they're, they're, uh, you know, their incise apparatus for actually penetrating, injecting, you know, from one human and then um, you know, transmitting it to another human is just fantastic uh, from their point of view. And so you can go back hundreds of years, or even thousands of years, you know, where, you know, illnesses such as malaria were recognized and understood uh, because of mosquitoes. Uh, it's it's really something that is only going to get worse, unfortunately. Do, 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 do with mosquitoes time. do anything good for for us? I I, <laughs> I read this one thing about uh, you know eradicating mosquitoes by making them uh, um, that, so they couldn't reproduce. Um, does that make sense? Should we just get rid of mosquitoes? I I always worry when we do something drastic to completely eliminate a species that we're setting up an ecosystem that is going to be uh, out of balance and uh, is going to create even more problems than we started with. So certainly I don't think that that's the solution. Um, There's a reason that mosquitoes exist, um, and they uh, are a part of our ecosystem, and I wouldn't really favor something that would eliminate them entirely. Uh, It's not like eliminating the smallpox virus, for example, which has no benefit whatsoever to the ecosystem. It just kills people. Um, So I don't think that's the solution. Uh, I think... Uh, knowing where you are, protecting yourself appropriately, and knowing how to recognize malaria early are, are critical. I had a conversation with some people just uh, the other night about uh, northern Ontario, and the conversation was all about black flies, and they bite like crazy. Um, but do they carry viruses? They don't. Thankfully, they don't. Uh, the black flies and the horse flies that we see in 
you know, uh, Northern Ontario and Manitoba and the Canadian Shield, um, unfortunately, are just tremendously uncomfortable. They'll make you feel terrible. But thankfully, thus far, we're unaware of them um, harboring any uh, infections. So we should vacation Northern Ontario rather than the Caribbean. That's Why the solution. Not? Beautiful. Lake Superior, Georgian Bay, north of Winnipeg. Why not? All those black flies are bad. Okay, so doctor, you've given us a lot of advice. Can you summarize for us? What should we be doing uh, before we go and when we go on vacation in the Caribbean or, or Africa or South, uh, South Asia, etc.? So again, prepare, prepare, prepare. The best protection is to be well aware ahead of time where you're going. To have an idea of what you're doing, whether it's a leisure vacation, whether you're staying indoors, whether you're going off the beaten path, and speak to a travel expert. Knowing that will really help guide the travel physician or whoever's guiding you as to what you may be at risk for, how early, uh, and how often you need certain vaccines and preventative measures to be taken. So preparation is key. Read online. I talked about the Health Canada website. I talked about the CDC website. It'll give you a wealth of very easy to understand information about where you're going and what you need to take or be aware of when you're going there. And then finally, get your vaccines and your pre-travel uh, vaccinations uh, and medications taken care of ahead of time. I always recommend, ideally, it should be no later than about six weeks before you travel. If it's really tight on time. Ideally, at least two weeks before will keep you in in speed uh, or in good stead when you're talking about things like um, typhoid, uh, hepatitis A, for example, etc. Um, there are instances where you need, might need something like Ducarol. You may need short courses of antibiotic prophylaxis if you're going somewhere where you're going to be at higher risk of infections. Uh, you're going to want to have everything on hand Protect yourself from the sun, protect yourself from poor decisions with respect to uh, sexual behavior, and protect yourself uh, when it comes to proper modes of transportation and uh, driving and safety. It sounds like you're also suggesting take some mosquito repellent, take uh, some suntan lotion uh, with high SPF, uh, and take a condom, and take some Pepto-Bismol. Yes, those are all helpful. We're going to have to put together the Dr. Abdu uh, travel pack <laughs> and market it. It's a good opportunity for us. I, I do it for a lot of friends and colleagues. So, Well, this has been uh, a fascinating conversation, Doctor. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I guess the number one thing that I take out of this is that uh, uh, your comment about when we're on vacation, we tend to be a little bit more reckless and uh, take a little bit more risks, um, whether that's uh, in the hot tub or uh, on, a, on a road uh, where we're renting a moped and uh, doing things that we otherwise wouldn't be doing. Uh, or uh, too much sun or whatever it is, uh, gorging on the salad bar. And we just should be a little bit more thoughtful of that and a little bit more mindful of that and doing some of the same smart things that we would be doing uh, here. Uh, last question, uh, when we come back, should we be going to see a doctor if, uh, for out of the normal course or if only we have a fever or something? That's an excellent question. And I, I would say that if you're feeling completely fine and nothing untoward happened while you were on, a vac on vacation with respect to a diarrheal illness or a fever of some sort, you're probably okay just monitoring your symptoms um, on your own and not doing much about it. Um, if, on the other hand, you had something that just didn't feel right, or conversely, you didn't feel anything uh, out of the ordinary while you were there, but you know, even up to a month or two after you've gotten back uh, to, to to home, you're experiencing unexplained you're experiencing unexplained fevers or other symptoms, especially diarrhea, a rash that didn't make sense. You should certainly present to your family doctor and see a specialist who's going to be more aware of what you might be at risk for 
because the incubation period may have just started while you were leaving, and it may be just more apparent after you come back home. Excellent. We're going to take one last break for traffic and messages and be right back with you in a second. Stream us live at saga960am.ca. with Dr. Abdu Shakari, who's an internal medicine uh, expert and infectious disease expert at UHN. Um, I just wanted to let all of our listeners know that uh, this is the fourth show that I've had the, the pleasure and honor of doing with Dr. Abdu Shakari, who's a very nice guy and a very smart guy and, and has a great deal of knowledge and, and value uh, for all of us. And so I want to uh, commend to you, uh, which you can get uh, podcasts of his prior shows. Um, and you can go to briancrombie.com slash backslash podcasts and get all these shows. The first one we did was on the flu vaccine. And it was really quite interesting how uh, the doctor went through the risks of getting the flu and how the risks of getting the flu were far more prevalent for um, you know other people in your community, uh, even if you weren't at risk yourself. And so therefore, you're not doing it just for yourself. You're doing it for your family and you're doing it for your community, particularly if you're going to go visit someone in an old folks home or in a hospital or someone where their immune system might be lower. And so therefore, they're more susceptible to uh, getting the flu. And so therefore, getting the flu vaccine is something you do not just for yourself, but it's for other people. We then had a really fascinating conversation about diabetes, type 2 uh, diabetes, adult onset diabetes primarily, um, and how that is uh, brought about primarily by obesity and lifestyle factors. And uh, the doctor went through a great uh, review of a bunch of lifestyle issues that we should be engaging in, uh, um, uh, which we're all knowledgeable about, but I don't think we are as aware of uh, the ramifications as much, and that's diet and exercise, sleep, and uh, and extracurricular activities that uh, keep our heart rate going and uh, keep our... Our, uh, happiness and, and uh, attitude uh, positive. And, and as I've mentioned before, I'm in the pharmaceutical industry and I can't tell you how many doctors have told me, uh, lead investigators for drugs that said, you know what, if we all just uh, slept better, ate better, did a little bit more exercise and had a little bit more extracurricular fun and kept our lifestyle uh, happy, uh, we wouldn't need a lot of these extra pre- prescription drugs. Uh, but given that we don't, the prescription drugs are a good solution. Then we did uh, the third show on uh, the letter H and we talked about hep B, hep C, uh, herpes, uh, and a little bit about HPV. And it was really quite interesting talking both about things that are sexually transmitted diseases, but also uh, herpes that you can get from, it seemed, almost everywhere and anywhere. And uh, I was really quite uh, um, shocked and a little bit worried, frankly, about how prevalent uh, herpes is in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the community. And then the show today on uh, travel vaccines. So I got to tell you, Dr. Abdu Shakari is a great resource within our community and a wonderful guy. And I hope we can do 10 more shows with him. Um, BrianCrombie.com backslash podcast is where you can go to see all these shows. I commend them all to you. Doctor, thank you for joining us again today. Thank you so much for having me. Stream us live at Saga960am.ca. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No. 
purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.